I, it sounds like they're getting closer. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. I mean, you know, let's, let's, what's going on? <laughs> John? We um, had some things we had to take care of really quick. I don't even want to know what that means. We wanted to eat some snacks. We had low blood sugar. Uh. <laughs> so we had to go and snack for Literally, just a Literally, they're useless. Useless. <laughs> but honestly, so, it keeps them from being bullies. Keeps them Would from you being have bullies. us have good blood sugar and be in a good mood and do like a really great podcast or have low blood sugar? Well, now you're setting shit eat, up. Now you're setting it up to eat, be a good eat, podcast. No. You better fucking like, get it over with so we can go eat. You better hope that those snacks do uh, their, do their shit. Then this better be a good podcast. <laughs> so, all we have to do is hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for me, bitch. Not today. Boo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is... Tony Soto. Join with me as always is Miss Lucy Wack in the back. Hey, we welcome girl. back Miss Shay Coulee. Welcome back, Shay Coulee. Hola. You were missed last week, girl. Glad you made it back. Oh, thanks, girl. I know you missed me. And the we have Shay Coulee. Don't you cut me off. <laughs> I, I, to... I know she cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, Keep up the momentum. I was singing a note and she just totally went right over it. <laughs> And we have Rachel Sanders back. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you doing? You always look so cute and colorful. Oh, I just realized that I'm wearing green. And well, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Thanks for keeping up with it, girl. I'm proud of you. <laughs> but our special guest and back again for the second time is my good friend Todd Masterson. Welcome Hi. back, Todd Masterson. Yes. Hi. Hi, guys. I never know what to do when people introduce me. Yeah, is it awkward But like now you? the ice is broken, we can just go, like I feel, it's just got to get started. We got to jump off the cliff and just start. Is that typically awkward for you? Because, you know, the thing is, is like I do this every week and I'm always introducing everyone and no one introduces me. So you're right. I don't oh. know how I would be if I would want more. I, yeah. It wouldn't be enough. Regardless of what you did, like let's say you were to introduce me right now, in my mind, it wouldn't be enough. Wouldn't Todd. be enough. You I want you to like set up a joke yeah. that I can then <laughs> slam and then yes. we, you know, we go from there. A vicious game of comedy. <laughs> yeah. Although it's great. Comedy's not my thing. And if you listen to this show, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. No true words have been spoken. <laughs> so Todd, welcome back. Thank you. Uh I want to talk to you about a lot of things. There's and a lot so talk about. uh we now if you all remember, uh, Rachel, you weren't here the last time that Todd was on the show, right? I wasn't. Okay. Well, uh, as we all know, I don't do my research uh, on any of my guests because what fun would that be? Uh, <laughs> and why do you get upset at me when I don't read the outlines? <laughs> I don't think you have any room to talk. <laughs> well, because you like to every week put yourself on some plane that's a little higher than mine. Uh, Maybe because I'm on a higher plane. Well, girl, <laughs> do your research and I might agree with that. Um, but we found out together that Todd wrote for... Uh, Joan Rivers for Fashion Police. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we totally did not even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, man. Are you aware of that? Like, we just totally went past onto the next thing. And so I wanted to know because if you all follow pop culture, we all know that there is a big shitstorm over at E right now mm-hmm. about uh, fashion police. Yeah. So let's ah, set it up real quick, uh, Todd. Joan died. Became a dead person. Because she became dead. Yeah. Uh, always <laughs> yes. reinventing herself, that Joan Rivers. Right. I'm proud of her. Right. Uh, and then they thought that Kathy Griffin would be a good fit to replace Joan, so she came back. Yeah. Uh, then something... I, maybe racist? I don't know if it was really racist. It, I don't think it was. But there was a joke about weed and patchouli and dreadlocks yeah. that then ultimately had the skinny cokehead uh, host. Juliana. Juliana. I only know... Uh, I Maybe I shouldn't mention that. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, drugged in? You met her in a drugged in? I, I, I have gotten word... Because she frequented Chicago. I think that she lives in Chicago yeah, uh, part-time, hus- too. Yeah, yeah, her husband is from the... the and he helps to build the Trump Tower. Right. Yeah. And I've heard from a reliable source that at one point they walked into a party and she allegedly may or may not have been doing cocaine at a coffee table. I don't know. Just words that I hear. Uh, Girl, everyone does cocaine. <laughs> you know, I'm finding that out. I'm, I'm doing it right she, now. And she was doing meth. Then we'd have a story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or PCP. That's a good one. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, but so now Kelly's gone. Kelly yeah, got so upset. Kelly quit because of well I'm doing air quotes right now. Kelly quit because of that. So you don't you don't think that's true? No. What okay, so I wanna know. What do you think about this whole fiasco? Because can I say look when when you when Kathy started again, you were thinking maybe she would bring us back. There was a chance that you would come back yeah. as a writer on Fashion Please. Yeah. Um, but Kathy didn't bring anyone back because she didn't think she needed writers. So she didn't have any writers at all. I don't know how Kathy can think that. Which is evident. <laughs> which is evident if you watch the show. Um, because she was awful. But um, first of all, uh, Kelly did not want to come back at all because she thought it was Joan's show. And she was obsessed with Joan. And she did not want to come back. But she was like contractually obligated. So she kind of threw a fit, but then got talked into it and did it anyway. And if you watch the show, you can tell that she's not into it and she's not feeling it ever. Really? Oh, and how many shows did Kathy do? Seven. Se- wow. Yeah, because they did all, the whole award season. Award season. Yeah. Oh. Um, and you can tell that Kelly's just not feeling it at all. Um, and so, but Kathy like never came to rehearsals. Kathy never put anything in the teleprompter. Like she just tried to like talk. And she even said, like she released a statement right before she quit that she was like, uh, cause Juliana said some guy wrote that joke for her about the dreadlocks and the patchouli or whatever. Uh-huh. And Kathy was like, you don't need writers to write your jokes. Just talk like, cause you, you're funny and you just talk. You don't need writers. And it's like, uh, you need writers. Yeah. A show like that, where it's like within a certain amount of time, like, and you're trying to touch on multiple different people. It's like, you should have a setup joke. Like you yeah. should have something because now I didn't watch, I only watched fashion place with when Joan, because like, honestly me too i didn't really catch it when kathy took over like though i wanted i I didn't want to root for kathy i just was like no i kind of felt the same way kelly did i was like that's joan's show i guess i'm not a fan that's joan's thing like joan had been reviewing people's fashion on the red carpet since like yeah since way before that was like her that was her thing yeah so to kind of see it go to somebody else it was just like "Mm -hmm." kathy kathy has no connection to fashion at all other than being on a couple red carpets in her lifetime and that's it and not doing those well yeah like i I just like 
I think that I think that some comedians uh, run their course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that Kathy's sense of humor is not so much a draw anymore yeah. for me anyway i mean not I, very I, relevant right and, and, i mean i and she would she would differ because it's she's a pop culture co- comedian but it's like but none of her shit is really ever new yeah and all of her pop culture references are things that happened to her in the moment not like she wasn't at the oscars so right she wasn't there to have a story about anyone she's just commenting on their dresses which isn't funny well i don't want to yeah. speak i don't want to speak ill of the dead but uh, what was it like working with Joan Rivers? <laughs> oh, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, she's she, a, that's a weird response to me because, like, she's a she's an icon. She or she was an icon. I and mean, she, she just sat at the table. She didn't really talk much. Like, we would pitch jokes, and the head writer would laugh and keep notes and write all our jokes down. And then, but Joan would just sit there. Huh. She fell asleep a lot. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the formality. That's pretty common. Like I hear Lucille Ball had no idea she was funny. Like Ricky wrote all of her jokes for her and she had no idea that they were actually funny. She just would do what he told her to do. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, I mean, I because like the thing is, is like uh, with Lucille Ball, I thought I think the, the way you know someone is funny is how they are when they're being interviewed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always felt like she was very like quick when and she had like she had like that gay man like quips. Like she would mm-hmm. be like she'd like get rid. But this was like later in life when she sounded like this. You know, <laughs> she Were you know. writing for her, Todd? What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I was seven. Yes. Um, <laughs> so real quick before yeah. we move on, I because you're a writer and uh-huh. you were involved in the whole writer strike. Mm-hmm. Y'all aren't back at to work yet? You're not back to work yet? Like, is no, that still like, a thing? Well, we never settled it. And then Joan died. And then, like, Kathy came back and said she didn't want writers. And so they just, like, completely ignored us. And it was, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all a thing. Like, I don't think the show is going to last much longer unless they turn it into a complete fashion show. Like, right. if they try to keep it, like, late night feel and, like, funny and jokes. Like, it's, yeah. unless they hire writers, it's not going to be any yeah. good. Well, Good luck, Eve. All right, let's move on because you also are going into your third season writing for uh, Johnny McGovern's Hey Queen. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Yep. So, is it going on for a third season? Or yeah, we're actually uh, the we're going to start taping the first week of April. So next week, Johnny and I are going to start writing the first like five episodes. I think we're going to do two. Uh, I think we're going to do like three episodes one day and two episodes another day. Do you have any uh, big interviews that you can share at this point or is it Um, just all? Like all the girls from season seven right now have said they want to do it, but I don't know if we have any officials yet. Um, I probably won't get to go that day. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm not allowed to talk to them until the show's over. Oh, really? Yeah. Shut like, up. Oh. We have a non-fraternization clause in our contract that says we're not oh. allowed to be friends, even after they get kicked off or whatever. Like we're not allowed to be friends until after the finale has aired. Oh my. Okay. What are so, you gonna do? Uh, not able to see Jasmine Masters <laughs> until after this is all said and done. No. Oh, no. How are you surviving? All right. Well, okay. That will lead us right into because we're going to do our RuPaul wrap up. But tell everyone where they can see hey queen so uh hey queen has its own specific channel now and i 
don't it's you can still see it at the stream.tv okay. if you just search hey queen on youtube uh, uh-huh. queen with a w instead of a u if you just search hey queen on youtube it'll, it's the only thing that comes up so it's um, it's a it's a cute seasons. show we had rupaul yeah. on yeah i we really had, enjoy it actually uh, we realized um yesterday when we were talking that we haven't had a winner on yet so but we oh. are gonna have like two winners on this year so good. <gasps> Good, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, because like, I, I mean, we've had like Willem. We've had the real winners. But right. We haven't right, had right. like an actual right. Drag Race <laughs> exactly. title. <laughs> you know, uh, and I've gone to a couple tapings of it, and uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like yeah. to. I like to sit in. I enjoy it. Uh, I was there for the Laganja interview where she cried and <laughs> felt things, and it made me like Laganja. Me too. Because like I didn't like her, and we like. You know, Kiki in the back, and like she hung out, and she was really sweet, and like yeah. And then um, that was the same night as the World of Wonder Christmas party. So then I saw her again that night. We hung out, like super great. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like it just goes to show you what fancy editing can do. It can make you really yeah. like not like somebody. Um, but RuPaul wrap up. We're gonna do it the first segment because we actually have a challenge producer. Yay. Todd, you did Yay. you you produced the challenges on RuPaul's Drag Race season I seven. I did, and it's funny because I wanted to talk about editing too because we had we had our first editing meltdown today on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. No, what happened? Jasmine Masters had a full on melt like a twenty five tweet meltdown about like image and sure, editing. Uh, wait, and she's stuff. private, so you can't see her tweets. Yeah, what? Jasmine Masters' Twitter is private, so you can't see. It's not public. All right. Um, so what we can say, Jasmine Masters was the was the uh, third queen to go home last uh, night on yeah. uh, our Monday night on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Um, um, so what was the meltdown like? Yeah, please go on. Did she think that she was poorly represented? <laughs> okay, that's the thing. Exactly. Like if you watch the episode, she looks underprepared, under rehearsed all this stuff yeah. which is stuff i was feeling while we were filming it and stuff that they show like that's not an editing thing that's not a trick of editing well that challenge was okay so for people who did not watch uh that's uh, me that <laughs> miss lucy my <laughs> lucy um, uh late about it they they had to act this time like it was like a, and oh, it was like Shakespeare challenge. Oh. they had to do two plays that were kind of like cute and reimagined they had oh. Romy and juliet and then they had mick bitch okay so they had two teams where they were split up and then interpreted uh these shakespearean plays like in that kind of verse style but still really uh comedic and campy okay so you know lucy how that that kind of shit even if it's bad the editors can usually try to make it look good like you see it and you see the re- you see them recording it and you're like oh this is gonna be awful but then the final piece is like oh okay they made it they found that yeah this was mm-hmm. the first time that i'd ever seen it where i was like the final product was shit yeah like they like, couldn't even but like, did they say it was shit in the episode yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. like rupaul edited it to make it something so it literally the final product turned into a joke like they literally p- dubbed over the lines to play like a funny track and you just oh. watch these girls fall apart yeah. like we were dying laughing well oh. the thing is is like i it was i the because there was a team challenge the challenge before I have a question. How long did the girls have to prepare before they had to shoot those scenes? They had a uh, overnight. Like they had a lot of time. Yeah. Like, cause the one thing that I, cause I know it was like kind of tough, but as like a theater person, you know, like did they have time to like rehearse that in the space and like go over that blocking oh, or yeah, was it yeah. they? Yeah. Well, and, fuck. That, that, and also that was the whole thing with RuPaul and Michelle is they were helping with rehearsals. 
and taping. So Michelle and Rue are there watching over the rehearsal of it and then the taping. So it's it's all the same footage wow. mixed together. Uh, so there was a damn yeah. wow i mean it I was, was painful it was painful to watch and you know it was uh painful of, or hilarious i mean painful. i was <laughs> laughing my ass off <laughs> it was, i was grinning from ear to ear watching it what was that it's great what was that one season where they kind of the acting thing and the the drag queen oh, I, I, I can't remember who it is i'm so bad but she like tried to give it a butch <laughs> character and so she tried to be like a, a like a butch and i April think madam yeah april Gave it to oh I was gonna say um, no a, a, oh, it was the little Puerto Rican one the little tiny one Kenya yeah Michael. April Kenya, uh, Michael. Kenya Michaels oh, that one yeah. but yeah. so but Which, so like I think that's kind of what she what Pearl was trying to do at the beginning well, but it was like does it she was just doing like a man voice accord, but no according to Trixie she said that her character was supposed to be written as a butch lesbian and that just didn't make it in there and so she just looked like this deep voiced butch idiot yeah that that was the that, that was the character description of it but like also like instead of doing like a butch lesbian i feel like pearl was just doing a dude yeah you know yeah like i feel like there's a little bit of a difference right like you can you can because like whenever i do butch lesbian i'm like oh i'm a butch lesbian <laughs> i like to play volleyball and stuff. oh my god you just reminded me of my sister yeah <laughs> but like pearl was just like hi I'm Butch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, listen, we're going to we're gonna take a break. When we come back. We're going to continue talking about RuPaul's Wrap Up. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, wait. Let's get a recording of Shay eating her sandwich now. <laughs> the best parts of the show are the beginning and the end. And that man is the corner of your mouth, you heifer. Jesus. Outgrazing. Shake your leg. Outgrazing. <laughs> Shake your leg, eating a sandwich during commercial shoots. Got some grass? Not after Shake Your Leg. I mean, a girl's got to eat. All right, we are back with the show and we were just talking about uh rupaul's drag race uh episode three uh <laughs> where jasmine uh is gone yeah. and she had a meltdown apparently uh because she feels like she was uh uh edited badly or yeah. something along those lines yeah she had a twitter meltdown today talking about editing and how she's friends with all the girls and she doesn't hate anyone and and they're all sisters and, and all this stuff. But. Well, the thing is, is like at the premiere, I was at the premiere and they all seemed like what, what was, what was an overall consensus is that whatever was said during the taping of the show, we're going to let it go and we're just going to be cool with it, <coughs> which, which I think is a grown up thing. But Lucy, did you see last week's episode? Yeah, I caught up on that one. And how I told you how Jasmine was going to kind of be... Jasmine was kind of a fucking bitch last episode. Jasmine you know, was... I, st- I thought what she said had merit, though. See, but I don't, because the thing is, is there's a separation about the drag. Like, she came for Trixie Mattel because she doesn't understand Trixie's drag. Yeah. And because she doesn't understand Trixie's drag, she's like, your drag isn't good. That's what she was right. saying to Trixie. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might be on a different that was conversation. On that was on Untucked. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Untucked. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the Untucked. Okay. Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to watch the Untucked. Oh, I haven't okay, watched yeah. Untucked. Sorry. Sorry. It's sorry, good. I know. I got to catch up. The Wait, Untucked is good. Can you get that on, on the app? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. YouTube. World of Wonders YouTube. But so, like, she's coming for Trixie's drag and being like, uh, uh, 
it's going to be the same face. It's, it was the same face yesterday. It's the same face yeah. today. It's going to be the yeah. same face tomorrow. And it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know. That. I'm like, yeah, girl, but that's the face that's uh, it's been safe three times in a row. So <laughs> I and I knew it. Like as soon as she was all like high strung about that, I was like, she's probably going home next week because there she's making. She yeah. was acting like her shit did not stink and that yeah. her drag was the epitome of all drag and blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> And like I I can get down with someone who's like coming for the other queens if they have the talent to back it up. But like yeah, she but, looks like shit herself. Yeah. Oh, that, that hairline, though, that hairline, Jasmine, that hairline. <laughs> <laughs> no. Those abs. Yeah. Uh-uh. Those I'm man abs. You, I'm, I'm going to need you to get a better hairline. Get laced up, girl, if you're going on national television. Not I'm, that tucked under hairline. And this one That's was. That's from like Costumes R Us. I, I I think that I think that uh, RuPaul was smart in this instant where she actually made a beard challenge to beat the artsy queens from coming out in a beard without her permission. So yeah. there was there was the runway was bearded ladies, so they all had beards. But Jasmine, uh, Spirit Gum, uh, and I understand Spirit Gum can like like Lucy, you're a drag king. You you Spirit Gum facial hair on your face, it can yes. it can irritate your face. Uh, uh, so she was saying that she wasn't going to spirit gum a beard to her face, but she came out looking like a five o'clock shadow homeless lady. Look, look like an old timey oh. hobo. Yeah, from like, yeah, it's yeah. like TV. Black out a teeth, black out a tooth, and yeah. give her a yeah. stick with a bandana, <laughs> bandana on it, yeah. and <laughs> that was that's a classic. Put her on a train so and ship her out of town. It's basically what RuPaul was saying. <clears throat> She's like, no excuses, mm-hmm. like. If oh, you're she allergic, mm-hmm. she's like, you make it work. You yeah, make yeah. it work. There mm-hmm. are other adhesives that you yeah, can you use. use liquid like, latex. Yeah, th- thank you. You can do the liquid old timey like perfect. beard that loops around your ears and just elastics to your face. Well, this is a right. question that uh, that a couple of listeners on the show wanted me to ask you was how much, uh, like, are they all told to bring beards? Like, yeah. were they all told yeah. you're going to have yeah, to bring we a know, beard? We knew all the runways, all the challenges, everything. They had like 10 days to shop and prepare. And so they bring. knew all the runways that they were going to do. Yeah. Because uh, Keisha Davenport? Kennedy. Kennedy Davenport looked like she... <laughs> Listen, Shay, uh. when you were gone last week... I, I saw you roll your eyes, bitch. When you were gone last week, <laughs> we were trying to do the RuPaul wrap-up, and I didn't know any of the bitches' names. I was like, this is why I need Shay Coulee. Because <laughs> 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 Shay Coulee tells me the names of these people. Yes, um, but uh, it looked like she literally just chopped up a wig and yeah. glued it to her face. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't watching in the workroom when they were getting ready, so I, I, don't, I don't know what she put on her face but that's what i said too i was like it looks like she cut the ends off a wig and just glued it to her face yeah it looked like it looked like <laughs> pubes back to like back to their preparation <laughs> what are they allowed to bring with them like their cell phones are taken away from them right yeah phones ipods ipad anything that could okay. connect to the internet is taken away um, are they allowed to bring like books for inspiration or anything like that like would like they be allowed books? to bring like yeah um like an alexander mcqueen book if they wanted that for some sort of inspiration or no. if they needed to like look at animals or things like that for instance like we provide for, like, every aesthetic. we we provide all the research that they would ever need so if you know say we're doing a janet jackson challenge we would print out every picture of janet jackson that we thought would be good and give it to them and they have time to look all of that stuff over so so they get like a dossier yeah exactly and okay. that's literally okay. what we do we bind it and put it together and pass it out so they if they need research on something we provide it they so is that but that's my thing okay. then like after seven seasons I don't think because it seemed that whole episode the queen seemed underprepared. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 
the whole episode. Under rehearsed is what it was. Yeah. None of them rehearsed and none of them memorized. And that was kind of, if you okay. remember from the flight the attendant challenge. Team. The Max's. one, the one, Max's team did great. I think they did great too, and they did really great when we were taping. And, yeah. Um, but like, so many queens this season just have a problem with like memorization and rehearsal because, like, okay. even from the flight attendant challenge, like Katya. Oh, that was so rough. Yeah, and she had so much time to memorize like what five sentences mm-hmm. of a monologue. Like it's words. She doesn't have to sing it. It's yeah. just words. So, yeah. She did um, not get it. She people are. Not. People are. People. I mean, it all happens really fast and it's really intense and it's terrifying and stuff like that. So people aren't thinking properly, but it's well, like you need to memorize your shit. And at this point, it's seven seasons in. Like, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not. And like, there's been plenty of drag queens in the RuPaul dust that is that that drops little tidbits of information to other queens. So yeah. anyone who's trying they say it on to, the show. Right. So the any, drag queen breadcrumb trail. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyone who's trying to audition for the show. Low carb. Low you carb. know. You know what you're Santa. doing. Now, but like Adderall. they got, you know, they, they got their cast letter ten days yeah. or whatever before they came and it said, um, there's gonna be a Shakespeare challenge and make sure you put a look together that would look period like in shakespeare mm-hmm. you know so that's mm-hmm. why some of them had big gowns and looked very shakespeare and then other people didn't because they didn't do their research it's yeah like, you have 10 days on your own with the internet to put all this stuff together do your research yeah Ooh, that's a, all right because well, like, we, for, con- wait, the first for costume episode, construction would they be allowed to bring patterns uh no yeah, like tricks. like um you you have to cut your own patterns and make your own stuff there like you, you there. can't bring your own already cut pattern. No, but like if you said like can you get me a mccall's pattern for a t-shirt or whatever we would go buy it for you oh okay oh well, that's good yeah. all right so that's good but like you can't um uh you can alter your stuff too you know like mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want there's that big box of material and alterations and sewing notions and stuff like you can change your stuff up if you want but like you can't bring a sewing machine you can't sew in your room like you have to do it all. They want it all in, on camera. But they have sewing machines oh. there, right? Oh yeah, we had a sewing machine. There's a sewing right. machine and a dress form and and everything for every queen. So yeah. like everybody. See, I guns. want that to I want that to be more of a folk. I would love to like show more of them construct like uh, um, Project Creating. Runway. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. see see mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Well, there too. there are construction challenges like. Oh yeah, they're, they're, like the like the candy one and stuff yeah, like exactly. that from like seasons before. One. Yeah, I feel like seasons before though. I will say honestly, had more of those. A focus on yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like now <clears throat> you tend to get like the first challenge, which would always be there and make like the found materials, and then you always get kind of like the ball near the end where the girls have to like make a look. You know, they had like the bitch ball, they had like the blink ball, yeah. like all of those. But I feel like in between there, you don't really get many of those in that yeah well well we um there's no like real pattern to it there uh, there are like some like snatch game the snatch game always happens you yeah. know mm-hmm. like there are some so traditions excited for that i love the snatch so game excited like there's never like sometimes we'll come up with challenges and then be like oh this won't work for five queens this has to be 10 queens you oh, know okay so like uh, or, or like well the whole time we'll say the shakespeare challenge was for episode 10 and then right before we do it we'll move it to episode three you know like stuff moves around and stuff well three queens are gone 
and I am not upset with any of the choices. I think that I mean, I guess I guess I would have liked to have seen a little more of Tempest. I would have because me too. They could have sent Sasha I, Bell home first. Right. They could have they could have sent Sasha home first and it wouldn't it wouldn't have changed anything else up. You know what I mean? Like give her give her another because yeah. Tempest, I thought, had a good story. Mm-hmm. Like coming from like being very heavy and now being skinny and adopting babies and like that's a that's a that's a you know i feel like there was a story there the american dream girl who are who are our favorites who do we see going forward who do we see like what's going on i literally I'm still undecided i gotta still remember <laughs> oh, oh yeah and what, oh my god that's so funny literally todd cannot comment on this oh i love that don't say a word all right you ladies who, who do you like who do you hate? girl who do you like and who do you hate <clears throat> I like uh, Trixie. I like Pearl. <laughs> do you like them from the show or do you like them because of real life? Well, she don't really like Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> don't put words in my mouth, bitch. <laughs> By the way, know, Pearl told me that she moved to Brooklyn a week before she got cast. So she's yeah, not really a bro- yeah, she's, yeah. She's not a yeah. Brooklyn queen. She, no, she's not a Brooklyn queen. Yeah, no, she's not. No, she's but, from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. But wait, so do you like them on the show or do you like them because of real life? Um, I find I well, I love Trixie both. Yeah. Um, that's my bitch, and uh, I'm really enjoying watching Pearl on the season. Like Pearl, she's a down chick. Like everyone, like she has quite a reputation here in Chicago. I'm not gonna lie, but it's a very love hate kind of thing. Like Pearl, she has a, she has a very polarizing character. You know, yeah. it's yeah. just like it's people are either very 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 drawn to Pearl and very into Pearl, or people either don't like Pearl and don't see it for Pearl. That's just the effect. It's a repel attraction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the effect that she has on people, but I'm really enjoying watching her. I'm enjoying on her on the show, really right? Enjoying watching her. She really does make me laugh. And I, like, yeah. she really does. And see the thing is is like I was I'm not and I always say this, I was never really a career clown in Chicago, so it was like I I've known Pearl for <laughs> other reasons before like she was Pearl or before mm-hmm. I knew she was Pearl. And so like I've always <laughs> liked her, but I think that like I knew as soon as I heard that she was going to be on the show, I was like there will be people who do not like her character. Like people will think that her yeah. character is off-putting, bitchy, uninterested. And yeah. it's true. And I mean, RuPaul told her to wake up yeah. on this episode because I think that they all feel the same way too. Rachel, what do you think? I love Trixie and Pearl, of course, in real life and on TV. <laughs> um, that fucking runway Trixie last night. Uh, Monday, I screamed like the whole bar screamed. <laughs> the, 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 the Jesus, all the sidetracks. Oh, like, yeah, so Jesus. good. Yeah. Oh, were you um, watching it at sidetrack? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They started airing the show now, and uh, Dixie Lynn Cartwright posts. It's so posts. funny. Every bar. Okay, so in Chicago, one <laughs> bar has all the drag queens on lock. So like all the drag queens go to this one bar. So it seems like every other bar is trying to get the best Monday night. Like since yeah. they since they can't get the queens, uh-huh. they're like we're gonna have the best <laughs> viewing party in Boston. <laughs> uh, Lucy, Hello. you're you're one episode behind, but come on, what do you think? Well, if she hasn't done anything to fuck this up, I do like Ginger Minj. She's great. I think she's a good time. I think she's hilarious. I love her style. I like her a lot. You'll really like her this episode. Okay, cool. Ginger Minj, she's funny. Mm -hmm. And I love her talk about the uh, bitter old lady brigade. (laughs) I love that that is is a thing. I I can already kind of see that developing kind of like between like the season queens and then you have like these younger fashion (laughs) girls, you know, kind of the differences between those two uh, types of drag but ginger man she is very enjoyable to yeah. watch she's and so I, funny I, 
I expect to see good things from her. And I believe. I also, go ahead. I also love Violet. Do you? I mean, you know, I love a purple-haired queen. <laughs> Violet <laughs> is also Violet. Is that Violet Chachki? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she looks fucking she flawless. Looks great, always. But, I mean, but she's a child. Like she's coming yeah. across like a total child in this season. Like it's like oh, I loved this untucked when she was like really trying to stir up that drama between uh, Kennedy Davenport and Miss Fame. Mm-hmm. And Ginger Minj was just like, Violet, you need a spoon to stir all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to oh, take... Wait. Oh, yes. I do have one story. Yes. Oh, please. Last night's... Or Monday's episode. Um, so I, I knew maybe 10 days before that episode that a Spice Girl was going to be a judge. Oh, Mel and B came for I people. I was oh. freaking out. Is that scary out. Spice? Like, I, yeah. yeah. So I don't, like, I didn't care. Like, like some of the makeup artists and stuff were, like, getting pictures with every celebrity and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. But when I found out that a Spice Girl was coming, I was like, I have to get a picture with Mel B. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like meeting a Beatle for my generation. So I was yeah, like, totally. I, I'm going to meet a Spice Girl. So I was freaking out. She was there. Her dressing room was right across from my office. Like I heard her talking all day. She was amazing. And <laughs> all day, like the talent producer was like, she's totally cool with pictures. You'll get a picture after the show, blah, blah, blah. So when they finally finished after elimination, everything was done. They were wrapped. She pretty much instantly went to her dressing room and changed out of her look and put like $10,000 jeans and a $5,000 t-shirt on and <laughs> still looked beautiful and gorgeous and was leaving and Theron was like, oh, do you mind taking some pictures? She goes, no, no, I, I can't do it now. I'm in jeans. I, I look hideous. I'm in jeans. And I was like, are you, you look gorgeous. You're, those are $10,000 jeans. Like, you look amazing. You're fucking Mel B. Take yeah. a goddamn picture. You look, you look like her face and hair and everything was still show ready. Like, she looked beautiful. But she was like, no, I can't do a picture. And I was like, no. Oh, no. We're looking at you, Mel B. That's shade, Mel B. So I didn't, I didn't get a picture with Mel B. But That's, I still, I still love her. I, I, like, I got to meet her and say hi to her and breathe the same air. So that was fun. But <laughs> I was very, I was just like, oh, I just want a picture. I, like, tried to talk her into it. I was like, you're gorgeous. Like, she's like, no, I'm hideous. I'm wearing jeans. I was like. You have body dysmorphia kind worse than Michael Jackson. <laughs> Spice up your life. She I, I love that some... idea that, you know, because she's in jeans, she can't be seen because you could see what her pants were when she was on the show. Yeah. <laughs> right behind the boots. Uh, uh, right. God. She uh, could have been sitting in jeans that whole time. Uh, right? She could have had no pants on that whole time. And you'd be like, girl, I'll crop your jeans out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what yeah. I said. I was like, I'll do Instagram a waist up. Waist up. Right? All right. Well, it's we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Do you like stray dogs? Listen to the Tony Soto Show. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we're back with the Tony Soto Show. Joining me, of course, is Miss Lucy Whack in the Back. Hey. Shea Kool Aid. What's up, girl? Rachel Sanders. Hi. And Todd Masterson Hello. back again for Yay. the second time. We just had a really nice kiki about RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm very excited about this season still. Uh, uh, so I look forward to seeing future challenges, Todd. There's and, some good ones coming up. Well, don't worry. I'll let you know if I agree with you. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So in the news recently, uh, speaking of fashion, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana are in the news mm-hmm. and not for what you might think. <laughs> Tax fraud? <laughs> <laughs> 
they are in the news because they recently came out basically um, in support of traditional families. Yeah. They are, are they Italian? Is that what they are? Mm-hmm. Are they Italian? Are Italian Catholics? A couple so, of Italian stallions, so cr- all right. Country. <laughs> What? Italians. Yeah, Italian Catholics. You're going to go in Catholics. Italians <laughs> in Italy. An Italian bee. <laughs> uh, but they basically came out and they were like, they, they referred to uh, children that were born from like surrogates and stuff like that as synthetic children. They mm-hmm. were saying that like. Uh, rent like, a vagina. Like, uh, yeah. It, uh, rental wombs. Rental wombs, which I actually thought was kind of clever. <laughs> uh, but, and people seem to be shocked that there can be gay men that say something so like uh bigoted homophobic and divisive they're italian and i say first and foremost they're fucking catholics you know what i mean yeah like when you come down to it it's like it's like the power and the strength of brainwashing religion Mm-hmm. Yes. Center of it. Yeah. Uh, so what? What are our thoughts? Do we care? Because uh, they're in now a fight with Elton John, Sir Elton John. I don't yeah. care. You don't uh, care. I don't care. I don't care because yeah. people have busted, fucked up opinions all the time. Now mm-hmm. I understand that they have a responsibility as a public figure, as a fashion house. Now, as grown men, they obviously understand that their their actions and the things that they say in media are going to have consequences. These are the consequences that they are dealing with. Elton John, however, he is a messy faggot. Because <laughs> you have their you have their information, bitch. You have their number, you have their email, you have whatever. Yeah. If you have a problem with them, you need to take that with them. Don't get on Twitter and try and get everyone to jump on your bandwagon and go through trolling them through the mud. Like, bitch, be an adult about it. Like be a goddamn adult. Well, you know I mean, how to I think well, the thing to is, start a dialogue. Like he always, like it just drives. But me Twitter, nuts. people have to drag it into a public forum. But that's how it is now, honey. Like that's just that's. I like, know. That, they said it publicly. That's it's not yeah. Like they they said it yeah. In a private conversation. It's, it's not like they were like telling their girlfriends at lunch that 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 uh, kids from gay families shouldn't like you know it like this is something I they know. But were they personally? addressing elton john well here's the thing it comes down to how parents feel about their children like when you're a parent and someone if you feel like someone is coming and personally attacking your child you as a parent feel like you need to protect that child so this is a situation where now i i I agree with you in the fact that like you're right people who you think should be smarter than they are aren't (laughs) always yeah because it happens all the time because they don't all the time but As queer people and as like in trying to bring out modern families and make this like a thing, it, it I feel like they should absolutely be corrected. I don't know if Sir Elton John is the one to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Well, I think it's just like first of all, I don't care either. Um, <laughs> Look, but, we're all a bunch of gays and we just don't give a shit. But right? also like. like it was like in an interview with like a no name magazine and it was like an right. off the cuff comment about how they're like, I don't like that stuff. That's not really my thing. Right. Like, I believe in blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, it'd be different if it was like a campaign they were doing with posters around the city and propaganda. Yeah. Like they just said it in an interview and that's what they believe in and it's fine. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's also not, I don't think uh, currently, I mean, I guess down the road, there could be like laws and stuff passed if more people thought this way. But I don't think it hurts anyone saying that. No. It's not like saying like gays shouldn't get married and we're still voting on it and it's stuff that can happen. Like that could fuck it up. Yeah. Like we're 
you can do you can do whatever you want to have a child. You can have a synthetic child. And, yeah, that is your right. You, you can, can do, do that. that. So the so only like, thing you can't do is clone. But right. other than that, you can do anything to have a baby you, in your life that you want. You're right. So you by know? them saying by Dolce and Gabbana coming out and saying this, it's not like suddenly the laws changed. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like yeah. there's not going to be some senator. That's, they were that's just that's sharing an opinion. Maybe they just oh. maybe they just hate babies like I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking want anyone to have kids either. Yeah. <laughs> and I am not. I kind of feel like their beliefs are their beliefs and, you know, they chose to share that and then that's going to cause certain people to change, you know, their patronage of this particular designer and uh, some people won't. Like, it's just kind of like, well, you know, I choose not to order Domino's or go to (laughs) Chick-fil-A because they've been very adamant about their, you know, Wait, Domino's is against the gays? Have we talked about this? Oh, girl. I didn't know it was Domino's too. I, I thought it was, it was Papa's, Papa's John's. John's. Yeah, Papa Dom- John's is. kids. Oh Papa shit! John, I love Domino's. Domino's. <laughs> so Domino's um, too. Huh? Yeah, they're they're deeply Christian anti gay. That's okay. I order from Sarpino's. So <laughs> good. Yeah, I like Papa Romeo's. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found I, a pizza place in LA yet, so I ordered Domino's. <laughs> oh, um, girl, there's this place. Do Pizza Hut, girl. I feel like it may have opened before you left. Were you here? Were you still living here when they opened up Blaze across the street? Oh, it is. Oh my so god, they just good. opened one by my house. Wait, what well, is like it? A year ago. It is so Blaze good. Pizza. It's like a fast fire pizza. So it's up like the really Belmont red line, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, I it was open when I was there. I have not, I didn't have it though. It's like Subway. Oh, what for a shame! Pizzas. It's funny so story. So Saturday was uh, March fourteenth, so it was Pi Day. Okay, you know for the math, math shit. Math yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you lost kimchi like and a majority of our, our dessert fans. Kimchi and I, after our Northwestern gig, decided that we wanted to stop and get some pizza before Berlin. And when Kim Chi found out that the pizzas were $3.14, we sat down, ate our pizza, and she was just like, you know what, girl, for three fourteen, I really think I should get, like, five pizzas and just, like, have pizza for the rest of the week. And I was like, girl, but do you really want to carry around pizza in the club? And she's like, no, I'm debating whether or not to get pizza or go to the club. Oh. <laughs> Sitting right across from Berlin. I was like, this bitch. I mean, so what did she end up doing? Yeah, what did she do? She went to the club all right i'm surprised i would have got the pizza wait the pizzas are only three dollars because yeah because we we didn't notice until we got there and so they were only charging 314 (laughs) for the pizzas i got it we were like yes all right i got (laughs) yes i got that all right well that was a good story speaking of stoners (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about pizza (laughs) so rachel you sent me Uh uh a link about a woman who, a girl who ate a pot brownie and she got <laughs> paralyzed. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, that's... These are the kinds of stories that irritate the shit out of me because I've, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's something else wrong with her. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're like <laughs> the only thing found in, the only thing found in her system was weed. I was like, yeah, but check for an aneurysm or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. don't go are faking it. Are you are you into marijuana, Todd? No, I actually have a story along these lines about what the first time I ever ate weed. Yeah, uh, tell us. I uh, I was in studying in London in college, and we found uh, a bag of weed, like in <laughs> like we found someone's stash. And okay, we took it. all right, and it was a lot. And so we were paranoid. We we're like, oh my God, we're going to get arrested and deported and all this stuff. So we decided to make a big pot of spaghetti and put it in the spaghetti sauce and we ate it. Well, it was just so much that we both like 
overdosed pretty much like freaked out <laughs> i was high for like 10 days i thought i was dying <laughs> oh i went to the emergency room like i <laughs> kept having these like really terrible panic attacks and like oh, what like i uh would get dizzy and i'd have to sit down and like I, it was terrible eating and wheat is very intense and that's the thing like you got we ate so much of it that's man. the thing you you can't you can't find a whole bag of weed and put it in sauce and then be like this is just like spaghetti no girl yeah. <laughs> no because like i don't think that any of it well rachel likes to eat weed because she doesn't like to smoke weed uh but I, shay and lucy and i we're not into eating weed like Mm-mm. It's, 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 I'm not into it only for the simple fact that nothing happens. Uh, I it, don't react for me, to it's too intense. It really now, I, pisses me off. And she's definitely going to take it personal if you don't offer her any of okay, the candies you get in LA when you're visiting. <laughs> no, because I wondered on. if that I'm was going to be brought up. Forgotten about by Rachel. Rachel forgets <laughs> okay. about me all the time. Well, you're black, girl. Not, <laughs> it's the principal. It's the principal. Look up, look I didn't forget about it you. was so funny about me it was so funny because uh as soon as because rachel obviously listens to the show every week because i love her and she listened to the show and as soon as i as soon as i posted it and i knew she listened to it i got a text from her and she was like ah like just explaining the whole thing and i'm like girl <laughs> what what can i say drag queens are terrible what do you want <laughs> I, no, wait, I wasn't I the first one just god damn it <laughs> god damn it was the first text i got from her yeah better no we're at the club we're at the club saturday night and i'm standing at the bar and valentine <laughs> runs up to me with her backpack and she's like oh my god girl wait until you see what rachel got me for my birthday and opens up her backpack <laughs> and literally pulls out like 10 of those blue packs of neutrogena makeup wipes oh, and I, I literally them. turn over my shoulder <laughs> and Rachel's standing there and I was just like and then she just looks over because she was staring at the stage and sees all the makeup wipes and she looks at Valentine she's like god damn it why did you have to show her that <laughs> I was like we're through Rachel we are through we are fighting in the club girl I am confronting you that's so funny oh my god see how she does me well to, does to me. put a nice little button on the weed story you ate a good fucking brownie girl all right yeah you know what if <laughs> it, it did was, its job if it was so good that it paralyzed your ass you had a good fucking brownie and that is all i have she to got say. Out, at the end of the day she got out of school there you go. <laughs> i mean look on the bright side girl you exactly. did not have to finish school that day um, <laughs> so the sold it to her. <laughs> yeah and he got a vacation too yeah all right when we come back anyway. we have our listener questions our listener questions of the week so we'll be right back I promise this show won't get any better. The Tony Soto Show on iTunes. Cheryl, okay. Go ahead, bring ready? Us, go ahead and bring us back, Lucy. I, I, w- I will if you shut up. <laughs> You're you gotta, terrible. You gotta shut up, Tony. You're a, you're a terrible bitch today. Just and so we're know. back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Tony Soto Show, and I'm Lucy Wack. Thank you for enjoying that commercial break. And speaking of the break, we're gonna just go right into our listener questions, starting with Janet. Damn it. My kid's family I dog. I love you. There you go. At least someone got it. <laughs> All right. There it was. My kid's family dog, Gene, has gotten really sick lately, and everyone in my household is sad. Except for my husband, Rick, that is. My husband is Mexican. Oh, okay. And he doesn't see how important family pets are to children. 
I want so badly to take Gene to the vet, but Rick says it should just drop. We should just drop him off somewhere and tell the kids he ran away. <laughs> Tony, I know that you are also Mexican. Did you experience this with your father? How do I make Rick see how shitty he's being? You know, the truth of the matter is, is I, oh god, I, I, so, I like such a terrible story about your dad comes to mind that I'm just like, um, I, I did, I this did. This isn't so bad. I did experience this with my father. Like, <laughs> the thing is. Did you have a family pet growing up, Todd? I grew up on a farm. We had like 25 pets. Oh, but did mm-hmm. you eat any of them? Just the sheep and chickens. Oh, so did that bother you at all? No, I, we didn't butcher them. See, I think that and farm... They, they I, were like livestock, so we didn't get attached to them. See, but I we had like five dogs. But you had like dogs. See, like, I, I think that for... And I'm, I'm going to generalize because I can only speak for like my Mexican family is that like pets were put there to keep the kids quiet when they were not doing chores. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, you play with this fucking pet until I need you to rake the grass and then you rake the grass and then you can play with the pet. But if the pet got fucking sick, that pet got sick and it died or it disappeared. And they're, they're, they're just property. That's, that's all it is. And if you're, you know, if you get tired of that end table, <laughs> you get rid of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I grew up with a lot of like white trash people that were like that in Missouri. Like that's what you do. Like, oh shit, the dog had puppies. Let's go drown the puppies in a bag because we can't afford them. Yeah. Here's the thing. It is 2015. (laughs) You can put a baby in a mailbox at a fire station and it's legal. You can get a dog fixed. You might not get it back. But if you put an ad on Craigslist, someone will take that dog and fix that dog for you. So unless your Mexican husband is beating you and keeping an eye on you 24 hours a day, you have a time to get that dog to a safe place. It won't be your dog anymore, maybe. Yeah. You might also find a charity that will fix that dog for you. Yeah. But you cannot, in good conscience, take that dog to the countryside and leave it in a ditch to fend for itself. We did get rid of one dog. That's terrible. I, I, I was told by my family to drop off one dog out in, in the country. Once. Oh, we did too. Yeah. Like we had a We had a really bad lab who was just... She was like a new soul, uh, would never learn, like would not calm down. She was just a bouncy, licky puppy all the time. And my dad and my brother like drove her off to someone's farm and let her run away and never saw her again. Like it happens. I, like people do that. But like now that I'm an adult and can take care of things myself. Like, right. Right. If you're in Los Angeles, bring that dog to me. I will take care of it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> what like, about dogs you guys? are a big deal. What about you guys with, with pets? Like uh, did you ever have any all of a sudden disappearing pets? <laughs> Yes. Really? It was like it was like a hamster though. My parents told me it ran away. Uh. <laughs> the ham the hamster ran away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It got- I found when I had guinea pigs, I found both of them dead. Mm. And well, we got to bear I got to bury them. <laughs> like they were they had the whole I don't know. I it was funny to me because i talked to other black people and they were like what because when it comes to like dogs and stuff i used they my my dog would like sleep in my bedroom you know but Mm -hmm. there are other black people that are like no the dog sleeps in the cage in the garage like my my brother keeps his dog in the garage she sleeps out in the garage and i'm like why doesn't she does the the dog get to hang out in the house during the day yeah, wait, what's yeah, the Yeah, she'll point? hang out. Oh. She'll hang out in the house during the day, you know, like she'll be in there and then she'll sometimes she'll sleep in the house, but a lot of times he'll make her sleep in the garage, like on this little pallet that they have like made for well, her. At least out. they made her a bed and a place to sleep, you know what we, I mean? And yeah. it's out of the elements. We put I mean, all of our dogs growing up were outside dogs because they would either like sleep at the barn or, or sleep in their doghouse, but 
some of it we had chains like we would chain them up like if the if we were having like people over or uh-huh. stuff like that like, yeah or if they were just like being bad we would chain them up because they're Lucy, like dogs what about you you're from oklahoma you shoot any dogs <laughs> no girl we raised them like they were family members really like, yeah. my dog sleeps in my bed with me my cat too like our animals are a part of the family yeah see my dog uh, now is my child like we're not gonna oh i oh i know i i, I see <laughs> your love of your pug on your instagram <laughs> i mean i and i think that that's also why i just don't ever really i guess i think that when kids have pets maybe they learn to be more more maternal and because i really didn't have pets that's why i don't ever think about you know is that why you get mad at your baby on skype when she talks too much, much. <laughs> shut that baby up see that's know, the thing my, what oh my cats cost me like over like seven hundred dollars like just with the whole diagnosis of diabetes and everything <laughs> and changing stuff i'm not having to change her food and i'm like she's 16 i'm holding on to her she's, <laughs> got, a, she's got plenty of time left yeah. she could she could last another <laughs> seven like years middle-aged don't, yeah. seriously don't, don't tell her that she don't don't yeah. don't don't Lucy's hoping for the latter. Uh, let's move on. Go ahead. What's the next question? Uh, next question is from Cheryl. Uh, my name is Cheryl and I'm 58 years old and live in Iowa. I have four kids and my husband died two years ago. My kids are grown and I think it's finally time for me to say that I'm a lesbian. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I stumbled upon this podcast and it was a happy accident. And I would love to hear what you think about me coming out so late in life. Also, how would you react if your parents came out as LGBT in their old age? Old age. Also, Lucy is my favorite on this show, yeah. not because she's a lesbian, but because she can deal with someone like Tony for so many years and still find him funny. Uh, <laughs> I guess, funny it's true. I guess I deserve that. <laughs> uh, well, I I believe that my father is a latent homosexual who uh, has not come out of the closet yet. So when he does, I'll be thrilled. So he'll divorce his horrible wife. That would be awesome for me. I'm I would, assuming she's not your mom. No. <laughs> no, no. My father married uh, his mistress. Oh, okay. So, uh, and uh, and it's funny because she's El Salvadorian or Ecuadorian or one of those Orians, and uh, and everyone is convinced that she's a bruja, <laughs> 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 and, that, and that she has my father under a spell, and that's why oh. he's with her. <laughs> that's wow. I, my favorite part is that the root of this question was how does she come out late in life, and Tony's like, let me tell you about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if she listens to the show, she knows what it's about. Me. Um, and we'll get around to it sooner or later, Cheryl. What about your families? Uh, what, how would you feel if uh, if your families came out, if your family members came out of the closet? I'd be stoked. Yeah, right yeah. on. Welcome to the family. I'm so sorry family. you waited this long. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Let's go to the club. <laughs> right. And yeah. I think it's awesome that Cheryl's coming out. Girl, you should definitely do it. You yeah. need to live true to yourself oh and your God, life. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. are you at, Cheryl? Come to Chicago. You can catch me at High Train. Yeah. Berlin. Drink is most wanted at Scarlet. Come say hello. Do a shot of Fireball. What do you think, Todd? Because it'll give you the worst shits the next day. (laughs) All right. She's in her 50s. All right. What? Calm down. She's in her 50s. She's not dead, Tony. Well, the thing is, is lesbians aren't really that cool to begin with. So thinking that a 50-year-old lesbian is going to make it out to a club is kind of a big ordeal. Uh, I think that it would be cool because I think my mom is probably a lesbian. Um, but I think it would be cool. But 
at the same time, I don't want any details. And yeah. I never <laughs> want I never want to like show up in the same space as them. That's I don't want to go to a bar and see my mom at a bar. Oh my god, I would Or see that. my mom walk into a bar that I'm at. No. No yeah. ma'am. And like Something that's that you're not used to your mom wearing, like something like yeah, exactly. leathery or something. But I'd be that way, like if one of my parents uh, started dating or something. Like I don't ever want to see you. You know, like, are your parents together? Yeah, they've been married for forty-two years. Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah, they've no forty-three years. They've been married for forty-three years. So they um have always been Denny and Susie. You know, like yeah. I don't want to hear about them dating. I mean, I could. Could you imagine though? Like, like, like. Let's say that uh, Lucy, your mom, suddenly she's a lesbian, and all of a sudden she shows up at your motorcycle gang, and she's the bottom. <laughs> she's the bottom. Yeah. What if she's a bottom? Your mom. Is that what you said? Mom's My mom's a, a bottom. She's a lesbian bottom. Yes. She's. <laughs> well, girl, you know that's not very different from being a straight bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're still a fucking bottom and i would assume it would it would probably weird me out more if my mom was a top to be totally honest with you. Okay. Uh, and if she wanted to join my motorcycle game you know go for it oh mom. my god if kim was go a top that, go would, get it. that would Come be on, the mom, coolest you drive thing it, behind me. <laughs> it should be pretty well, easy i do have seniority <laughs> it should be pretty easy for her to tell her kids I, i'm assuming yeah uh because they'll either see you as much as they see you now or like they won't There's, yeah you know. and honestly at your age you want the peace and quiet right like <laughs> no, yeah I, I i mean as long as her kids aren't I living with her right now i don't up. think oh well, you listen listen cheryl write us back write us back if you're a turn up turn out kind of lesbian or if you are <laughs> a, I would rather stay home and watch murder she wrote um and spoon with a woman yeah. on occasion. The only thing that would really, really <laughs> freak isn't me that out. what you did when Rachel was out in LA, bitch? What? <laughs> what? Watch fucking TV and spoon. We were lesbians. Yeah, yeah. we were total so lesbians. Uh, <laughs> and come for Cheryl. Like yeah. Cheryl, you spent Valentine's Day together. You're total lesbians. Hey, especially I, since I, you didn't have sex. Listen, I, I will be the like first. You and Cheryl have a lot more in common than you want to admit. I will be so the first before you start pointing fingers at boring right. lesbians. Look at yourself. All right, bitch. I will be the first to admit. That as I get older, uh, staying in is is more of a turn on than going out. I'll tell you that. Totally. Now just... that you have a, an at home boyfriend named Gianni, <laughs> you don't gotta go out for it no more. Gianni girl. is my dildo that Lucy made for me with her own two hands that she oh. loves to that she loves to, that that is my stay at home boyfriend now. Apparently, all right. Um, I do thank well, you. Well, if you ever get bored, just suction cup it to your wall, and you can hang your necklaces from it. <laughs> are you talking about Broad that's City exciting. Girl? Are you, talking, are you talking about Broad City right now? Are you talking about that yeah. scene in Broad City where she pegged that guy? So yeah. funny. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap this show up. We have one more question. Go ahead. Yes, this last listener question comes from Anonymous, and good for them for remaining that way. <laughs> um, Anonymous says, if any of you could go back and learn a real skill. <laughs> What would you want to be? Uh, a real so skill? Um, uh, wow. First and foremost, <laughs> real skill. Uh, I don't know. Have you checked my Instagram? <laughs> my motherfucking beat, bitch. Seriously. <laughs> Makeup, that's a skill. Artistry, uh -huh. skill. Sewing, skill. Wig design, skill. 
what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to check yourself before you start coming from my skills because I curated all my skills real well, bitch. And I'm still paying for all those skills. <laughs> Sensitive subject. Go oh, back. I totally took that another skill. way. Like I was like, oh, I'd want to learn survival skills. <laughs> but I'd still be an artist. <laughs> it's not like I'd change anything. I love my skill set. But I'm like, oh, if I could have an extra one. Like, oh, I'd learn how to play the violin. <laughs> I, yeah, I probably that's I would have probably learned... Uh, an instrument mm-hmm. or I probably would have paid better attention in math yeah because I'm no good at any of those two things but I'm also not good at this so I get your question I think it's to me I think the <laughs> question's to me um or- I would uh I would go back and learn like computers I if I honestly if I could go back in time just like six years <laughs> I would have started a YouTube channel where I unwrap children's toys because they make millions of dollars uh- a year to unwrap <laughs> unboxing oh videos the most viewed channel on youtube or something is a lady who literally just does close-up unboxing of disney toys and she's like oh today we have a frozen stuffed animal oh look at the package and it has 10 million views and she what? makes she makes like 50 million dollars a year from youtube what so oh. youtube i would go back and like do shit on youtube because all those people make so much money i know i feel like late in the game when it comes to youtube <sighs> now i feel like i'm late in the game because i remember when it started and you're like yeah oh, we, could, we could do a video podcast, absolutely yeah i don't want to do that yeah but i don't actually absolutely i don't want to do that but everyone tells you they're like oh but they can't keep people don't keep attention for longer than like three minutes i was like well i mean i'm way more long-winded than three minutes yeah so <laughs> I, gotta, I even missed out on like vine and instagram video now people are famous for fucking six second videos and i was like that's yeah. never gonna catch on and now people are getting pilots because of it i'm like what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so the next like now i'm like oh i should start snapchat and do i'll be famous on snapchat and i'm like no i don't want to be famous no i have a friend who does snapchat all the time and it gets on my nerves um yes. so rachel what would you do if you had a skill <laughs> yeah exactly uh i would dance I was in like dance class when I was a a little person and um, like one of the girls in the class pissed me off one day and I was like, I'm never going back to that shit. That'll show her. Now I'm like, fuck, I really wish I could dance. You Mm -hmm. showed that girl. You showed her (laughs) You showed her, watch me quit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. Thanks, mom and dad, for letting me do that. (laughs) I wish I would have learned Spanish. Oh my God, me too. I took French in high school as my like, language credit because i was like oh french that's elegant and i don't speak any of it now and no one speaks french i always think that i i still try to this day to learn spanish because it really is like now uh, that you're in this town well and because i'm fucking mexican like maybe i should like because my like my relatives can like talk mad shit about me and although i do have this really uh good friend out here uh who's greek and he knows spanish and he will only talk to me in spanish and i understand it perfectly I just can't respond to him because I'm like, I know what I want to say, but I don't know the words yeah. to it. So, fuck. so fuck me. Right? <laughs> well, Todd, thank you so much for coming on so the show today. Me. This was great. It's always fun. And you know, you're always welcome anytime. Right. But do you want to tell the children what you're doing? If you're doing anything cool? Uh, well, my next big thing that's on the books right now is I'm doing a little Midwest tour of just Missouri. But I will <laughs> doing a big yes. show uh, on May 16th at Cicero's in St. Louis um, at 9pm. Uh, and it's going to be a really fun show. So if you're in the Midwest and close to St. Louis and you want to drive to St. Louis and see me do my show, 
I'm going to talk about like meeting Cher and auditioning for stuff in my underwear and working in Drag Race and stuff like that. So it's just going to be a lot of fun stories. So and, fun. And um, if you haven't cool. seen Todd perform, you should see him because he's so good. Your con- oh. your stand-up is so good. I enjoy, oh, I enjoy listening to you. Thanks. Anything else? Uh, that's it right now. All right. So Lucy Wack, real quick, yeah. you did face last week. Which I was yeah. so happy that you did. Did you love it? Did you have fun? I had a blast. I had so much fun. They fucking loved Dusty O. Yeah, Ooh. but she'll. I show. didn't hear. I didn't hear back about it. So oh yeah, they well. loved you. Yeah, mm-hmm. the girls loved you. Barbie and Joe, they loved you. Oh, cute. I, did I, t- you know, I, Lucy. Did you? Were you like? I don't hey, think they recognized uh, me. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think they nobody did there recognized really me. To, yeah, no. Well, I call. They're, I called her. Different. I called her the next day, and I was like, "Now you need to go, and you need to do the drag race at Roscoe's. You just need to like infiltrate the drag scene in uh, Chicago, and and just go there and be like, listen, I'm a drag king. It's I put just as much work into my look as a drag queen does, and my my numbers. So, but do you have anything coming up, girl? Uh, yeah, I'm actually doing um, the 1901's um, Pirates, <coughs> Sea Hags, and Scallywags this Saturday night. Mm. How is that? Uh, how is that space working out? It's a cute space. Like, I mean, the front is re- the front stage is really amazing, and the backstage it still needs some work. It's still coming together, uh-huh. but it's more of like a black box sort of uh, feeling. And so you get these two different, very different environments that are available as a. Uh, for shows and it's really nice. Good, right on. We'll yeah. check that out. And now Shea Coulee. Um, uh, tonight at Base, we're doing Ladies of the Eighties, so it's going to be myself, Mercedes Tyler, Kelly Lauren, Aurora Sexton, uh, the Vixen, and Monique Moyer. <clears throat> and then Saturday, um, I'm at Berlin for the Motown Brotown show. And then Monday it'll be uh, Trinica's Most Wanted, the Tween Years, and yeah, <laughs> just keep on going. Keep it's doing gonna... that drag, huh, girl? Just keep, yeah, girl, cl- just clowning around, working that tired <laughs> drag circuit for all it's worth, right? <laughs> yes, girl, the drag may be tired, but I am not proud of you, uh, Rachel. What do you got going on, Mama? Working the door at these drag shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. Staying consistent. I'm proud of you. Well, guys, it's always a pleasure to see you. And until next week, bye. 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 Can you feel the love tonight? You couldn't this show. You really could. You could feel the fucking love coming from you, Lucy Wire. <laughs> yeah, I give it to you, Tim. Well, when you said lesbians were innately boring i oh. could feel the lasers yeah. shooting from lucy's <laughs> eyes i had to kind of lean closer to rachel because i just didn't want any of that residual hate that she was sitting at you to, oh i like, felt it i felt the chill i felt it I love as you. soon as you said it i was like <laughs> he always says that shit i'm over it <laughs> she it's knows i don't like anymore. lesbians she knows she's the only one for me